Light from Lantern presents Knit a Spell. I'm magical maker Katie Rempe. And I'm the maker of magic, James Devine. Join us as we stitch together the symbiotic relationship between crafting and the craft. Welcome to a brand new episode of Knit a Spell. Knit a Spell. Oh, hey, I am excited for this week because it's my favorite thing to do. Did you know? Did you know that the Dalai Lama has a vice? Ooh, what? He does. Yes, his vice is gossip. Ooh. His robes are a little too long or his robes are a little too, you know, what do they gossip about? Someone so ate don't too have much. much else going on other than <laughs> I mean, who else do they have to talk to but each other? Must be gossip I, central. Yeah. So anyway, I think it's the cutest thing. But that's what we're going to do today. We are going to take a note from the Dalai Lama, and we are going to spill the tea on this episode of Knit a Spell. Yes. Spilling Spilling the tea on client stories. Oh, now names are going to be used if the person needs to be like totally flint. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm I'm not going to use any names that I, I don't think. Maybe. No, no, no. You know who you are. You you know who you are. If you feel like this story rings true, ask yourself why. <laughs> 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 no, well, we were talking the other day about how this would be a fun episode to do because we have both worked many, many, many many, many years in a retail or customer service environment. And after a while, you get some stories. And we were entertaining ourselves so much with these stories that we thought, you know, this would be actually even better to share with all of you. Because if you've ever worked in the similar industry, I bet you'll be able to relate. (laughs) Oh my gosh, right. Those are the best stories. Oh my God, the time that I had this customer, I had this thing. And we were just talking about some of the jobs we've had. Yep. And like, let's just sort of orient that. Like Katie, you worked at like your first job, both of our first jobs. This was funny, yes. right? Let's yep. say it together. Both of our first jobs were one, two, three. Babysitting. babysitting. Yes. <laughs> so I think, do you think babysitting was your first customer service? Absolutely. Like, yes. I, I could feel that's... the responsibility of that job, even as a kid. I think it was also customer service hazing. My brother and I had um, uh, a babysitting service, right? It was the boys' babysitting service. And so it was my brother and I would be like, if you have boys, you want boys as babysitters. So hire the Barker Brothers and we're your babysitting service, right? And we would go, it would be two for the price of one. And we were there and we'd play with your kids. And it was like super fun and like, you know. We weren't, mostly we would reheat like mac and cheese and like play with your kids and like have a great time. And there was two of us and we were, my brother and I are just like 18 months apart. And so that was super fun to like hire the, the, the brothers to come over and like basically, yeah. And play with your kids for like three hours while you and your husband or wife went out for a nice dinner. I mean, you're like having like the older cousins over and like responsible enough to not get in too much trouble but fun enough to i mean actually entertain the kids the church kids would scream for us to come and be their babysitter like oh my gosh well you had such great marketing and you know backing it up with excellent customer service and the alliteration right was pretty good yeah so barker's brother's babysitting oh yeah man yeah, so it was pretty good. That was a pretty good like gig. So we definitely had our niche of like, mm-hmm. yeah, you you know, because who always was the babysitter for us was like some fifteen year old you know girl who was like, go to bed <sighs> or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Reading Have her fun. like teen teenage magazine. I mean, I'm sure you would be like, come on, let's go explore in the desert and find tarantulas. Uh, not quite like that, but I always did come equipped with like crafting supply, snacks, you know, all the things that if something happens, I had distractions. So <laughs> I had like a uh, social anxiety when my parents would leave as a kid too. So I always felt like I had extra tools from my experience to go in with. <laughs> Our tools for kids with social anxiety were, come on, 
let's go out into the desert and find scorpions under rocks. <laughs> Look over there. Because yeah, we <laughs> grew up go. in the desert. So, yeah, that oh, was our thing. Fun. All right. Let's go ride bikes. Oh, very good. Yeah. I did a like a stint at a big box store at, to an extent at one point, and then uh, and that was like a was that a outdoor retailer? It was an outdoor retailer. But that's right. that's but we could just say everyone will know who it is. It was a big box, but it was actually a co op. Yeah, it's it's a better box. Some might yes, say. a better box. Yes, yeah. so that was a that was a pretty cool. I uh, mine once I got out of fast food, I worked for. Uh, in the travel industry for one of the rent-a-car companies. And that Ah. was a test of endurance because what I realized was, like, if you work for an outdoor retailer, I mean, and if you work for the one that everyone loves, right? I think you had it pretty easy because most people are going there for, it's before they're going on their trip and they're in the dreamy state of like, I want to climb a mountain. I want to go camping. Mm -hmm. Not while they're camping or while they're climbing the mountain, they're pretty pissed off. <laughs> when you work for a rent-a-car company, they are either returning their car and about to travel, which is stressful, hmm. or they're picking up their car and they just were traveling and it's stressful. There is never a moment when someone is renting a car that they are not in a state of stress. Oh, never. Wow, that's it a is beautiful reflection. Ooh. Always in this state of stress. And they're pissed off because their car costs them $800 or they're pissed off because their flight is, mm. it, it, even if they're in first class and their flight was perfectly awesome, travel is stressful. Yep. So it was a, a true test of um, serving people who are in a state of stress. Oh, well, I bet that was very character building for you, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) I think I have. It was. I think I learned. I think both of these experiences build character. But okay, so I'm imagining like you're working for this big box cooperative, like Mm -hmm. outdoor retailer, right? Yeah. It's a big box store. And that must be have been like the hardest customers, right? Compared to like, where'd you work after that? Um, after that, I actually ended up being at the yarn company, the manufacturer company. So, uh, so it went from being, well, actually, so before that I was working at a local yarn store before the big box place. So that was actually, I would say the most customer service involved job I have ever had bar none so far. Oh wait, the Uh, yarn store is hard. Well, that was more demanding yes. than the high end. Yep. So you're telling me people who are literally about to climb Everest and go yeah. on a like mountain climbing quest were easier customers than the classic, yeah. like, I'm going to knit this shawl. Yes. There was less stress involved in the customers who are about to climb whatever or cross the act or whatever the thing is that they do the pct but okay. that's the that's one oh, too see the, the act you're right you're right yeah uh, um then people who were afraid of dropping a stitch or had messed up their pattern and didn't know how to fix it the fear in those eyes are still the most fearful than these people crossing the country ready to die potentially um they were more excited than than the knitters typically not everyone but but i was (laughs) in general your general sort of sense generally yes i'm gonna crochet i'm gonna i'm gonna crochet this afghan with this acrylic yarn and i'm more of a stress kitty than hiking the appalachian trail yes picking a color to make somebody else's baby blanket more stressful than picking the shoes that are going to get you through like a thousand miles of hiking. (laughs) (laughs) Let's spill the tea on some experiences we've had. Just thinking about um, at the yarn store, back Mm -hmm. when you worked at the yarn store, what is the weirdest customer project issue or customer project thing? Or what's the thing that stands out that was the weirdest thing? Okay. So in terms of the yarn store, I mean, we we got a lot of interesting folk, you know, all sorts of people, which was great because we were a vacation destination. Um, So we had like lots of different people from all over the world. Oh, right. Um, So wait, just back up a second. So I just want to set the scene. This is in Florida. Yes. In a beach 
Like this is a, a, ta- a city or a town near the coast. Yeah, definitely benefits from its warm weather in the winter. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so I would get people who had all sorts of projects, you know, started from, you know, whether it was with us or, you know, they're traveling and they started at another store, perhaps they're just taking up knitting again. And now they're here and they're like, okay, I started this project. I'm not exactly sure what's happening. I think one of the weirdest, like, project problems that people, someone brought to me was, um, I just remember this poor lady coming in and she was all flustered wondering why this cowl, which is just like a, like a neck wrap loop kind of thing. It's like a scarf in a circle, put it around the neck kind of a thing. A scarf Uh, with a hole in it. Exactly. Yes. So, so she was building a circle and wondering why it was taking her so long and taking so much yarn. And so I took it, took it out of the bag, took a look at it, and I see it's it is on, yes, a small circular needle. However, the amount of stitches that were chosen to be put on this needle was endless. So at a certain point I say, "Ma'am, what was your intended size for this finished project?" And she said, "Oh, you know, like 30 inches or so, something to just not not go too far." And so I said, "Okay, I think you may end up needing to redo this and let me show you why. So much to her horror, I started pulling the stitches off the needle because when it's, you know, forced to be in a certain circumference, it it sort of looks like it's staying there. However, when you start to pull it off to give it the space it needs, you realize it's much, 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 much larger. Jim, when we had this thing pulled off, we were laughing so hard. It was the size. It could have fit over my Chevy Spark. It was like a small car cover. Huge. Enormous. I don't know what pattern she was following or what. Maybe it was supposed to be for fingering weight yarn and she just didn't realize that she was using a much too much thick yarn. But this was a cowl that turned into a car cover. And I I know she felt really bad, but we were laughing so hysterically. Okay, I just want to say I am so glad that customer was laughing. Yeah, she was a good sport about it because how can you not at that point? Everybody, while you're knitting, if you feel it's not going well, stop. Stop and ask someone first before going on. It may save you a lot of time. (laughs) Bind off and use it as a car cover. You're done. (sighs) Yeah, I was like, you did it. She was like, "Ah, I don't want this. So I think that was probably one of the weirdest uh, projects that I helped uh, fix in a in a way. <laughs> oh my gosh! I thought you were gonna say a guy came in. He was acting kind of weird, and he kind of finally came up and said, "Can I knit a body bag?" Uh, like yeah, no, I didn't get too much of that. But uh, <laughs> next time I do, I'll let you know. <laughs> okay, great. I'm a little morbid sometimes. Oh my god, so funny. Uh, so okay, so I want to know from you. Um, you know, now that you've seen a lot of people's hands and after getting yeah. my palm reading with you, I realize, you know, both of our palms are not the same. Like you have two different hands. Totally. Um, mm-hmm. didn't realize that. Uh, so now I'm kind of wondering now that you're the expert of palms and hands generally, uh, what are some unique features you've seen in people's hands as you've been doing readings and whatnot? Right. Yeah. Well, I've certainly seen a lot of things. Um, that I've only ever seen once. Having something unique on your hand is surprisingly not unique. I mean, (laughs) I know that's weird, but lots of people have uh, something on their palm Mm. that no one else has. Mm. And, And I think in a way, take that and know that like you are like, I don't know, you know, the, the thought I have is like, you are, kissed by the divine like you are that's uh, like one of the reasons i call my business the divine hand is because you really do have something on your hand that no one else has something completely unique Mm. something that i have never seen before in the thousands of hands that i've seen right great and it's so so yeah it's so cool right Mm. we get to discover like what that is and the very rare type of thing that it is right Hmm. The the things and and there are things that are more or less rare, 
and things that I have that are more, um, wow, I've never seen something that like different or that, um, that combination in that spot or that combination yeah. or, th- or things that are that deep or that, that marked on your, mm. on people's hands. But I think the hands that really stick out, like what are some of the hands that are really just like, I'll never forget um, a woman that came in and she had um, some sort of, um, I guess, I don't know if this is a politically correct term or the, or the, the term that is preferred. Um, preferred or, or mm-hmm. sensitive, but a physical um, deformity or defect. Her mother had taken the, the medication thalidomide, mm. which caused um, a birth deformity. Oh, and yeah. so her hands were very, very small. And so she came to me for a palm reading and it was so, it was such an honor to be able to read her hands mm. and to you know, see the amazing formations on our hands. And so when someone has an anomaly or they have anatomy that is unique or that is different, and especially if it's something that they have been um, potentially um, ridiculed for, right, or oppressed over, and they're willing to show that and to have me read that, it's such an honor. I feel so like... Mm, yes, um trusted yes yeah and mm. and yeah and that 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 was a really special experience to mm. just be able to have her like her trust and faith and to that she felt my energy and that she you know we could have this really um very intimate experience together and so that that was a really awesome um wonderful experience so there was a person that had to have their ring finger removed. Um, I think it was a bone cancer that had presented in their, in their ring finger. And the doctor removed it and removed the bone in the, in the hand and the finger and then stitched it together. So the person had only three fingers instead of four, but it was really not very noticeable. Like you didn't really notice at first until you looked more closely because they did such a masterful job of sort of making the hand fully functional, but just like it was missing one of the fingers, but it still looked really wow. normal in a way. Wow. Yeah, that's that awesome. was really cool to read, yeah. but it was like, wow, you were missing your ring finger. You're missing your Apollo finger, your sun finger, which represents ego yeah. and, Ooh. and identity. Interesting. I, Oh my God, that was a really cool read. That was like mind blowing. And it was on the right hand. And I was like, whoa. So we talked all about how that person like functioned in the world. So it's stuff like that that sticks with me. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That is such an interesting thing to think about. Like you said, the right hand, and that's your outward facing personality, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's right. Oh, ooh, and it's the ego. Ooh. Right. And that's where the cancer came. That is so interesting. Yeah. Why there? Wow. Yeah, I bet that was fascinating, right? Yeah, I've seen a lot. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So since we have seen a lot, let's share the question that everyone wants to know. Who's been your biggest Karen? So (gasps) whether that's, you know, whatever job you want, take your pick. What's your favorite Karen story? I'll share the palmistry Karen for sure. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. And then I want to know yours. Oh, I'll, I'll happily accept. (laughs) Yeah. So this was also something for me to learn. You know, I have this fabulous client. She is a repeat customer. She's marvelous. She travels the world. We just totally get along. I just adore her. She calls me and she's like, I'm bringing my sister in. And I want, uh, and so I'm like, oh my God, that's great. Because she's brought other relatives in. And we've had a great time. And I've uh, also been hired to do a party at her house and everything. F- fabulous client. I love her. So she brings her sister over to, to my home for an in-person reading and um, her sister comes in and sits down and offer tea and everything. And it's wonderful. And I see my favorite, one of my favorite clients. I'm like, oh my God, how are you? Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. And her sister is kind of cool and, you know, to me and whatever. And I'm like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And um, so we sit down and we start the reading. And um, 
The sister has kind of closed off energy, but that happens with people quite yeah. often Everything. where they're like, you know, they're like, you know, not sure about it or whatever. Mm. And um, I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter. I just use my method yeah. and my method is my method, right? So we start and I start reading her poem. Everything that I say about her poem, she responds with, yeah, no. She responds oh. in the sort of negative. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, tell, what do you mean? She's mm-hmm. like, well, I don't know if that's true. I'm like, okay. And so I move on to the next thing. And she's like, well, that could be true for anybody. And I'm like, uh, but is huh. it true for you? <laughs> right. And I'm like, this is interesting. So I do this a few more times and I stop and I'm like, okay, so this reading doesn't seem to be working for you mm-hmm. uh, and actually seems like it's kind of torturing you a little bit. And she was like, yeah, it's not really working for me. And I'm like, okay, well, why did you want this poem reading? She's mm-hmm. like, well, I didn't want this poem reading. My sister wanted me to get this poem reading. Ah, and the truth comes out. I was like, she's like, in fact, you know, I went to a psychic reading back in New York and the lady was like, don't ever get a psychic reading from anyone again. What? And I was like, what are you doing here, lady? That was a really awful experience, like oh, 10 minutes yeah. in, right? So I I offered to give the money back. I, I did refund the mm-hmm. client, right? And here is what I've learned. W- number one, mm-hmm. whoever you're reading, like, yes, I do sell gift certificates. You can buy a gift certificate. And the person who is cashing the gift certificate in needs to do the work to yes. schedule the appointment. Like there needs to be some sort of like, investment or skin in the game, even to do the work to schedule the appointment. If it's the other person doing all the work, I'm going to say like, no, you cannot schedule the appointment. You cannot buy the person the gift certificate and schedule the appointment for them. I need to hear from them because I need them to be involved in like actually doing it because that's not, it's not, I'm not interested in doing that Two, I don't give refunds. Mm-hmm. like as a rule anymore. So right. going back, I would have been like, okay, well, this doesn't seem to be working. Yeah. Now, you know, you know. now, you know, mm-hmm. like, except that maybe I would have, because it was a really great client. I would have given her a credit and been like, sure. maybe you can use this credit for someone else because I, I haven't, I haven't ever seen that client again. That really great oh, client felt bummer. really embarrassed about that experience. And oh. I wish that I would have like reached out and been like, let's use this as a credit for you to come back and let's mm. do something. This is a great example of people needing actual therapy, not just a bomb reading. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, maybe that was the sister trying to like get a little like, huh? Maybe this is the uh, first maybe. step. But yeah, no, yeah. that was not happening. No, I think so you're that, exactly right. That they was... have, to have the intent to do it themselves. Yeah. That was my biggest Karen. Yarn Karens. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So my my yarn Karen came. Um, I always joked when I worked at this, this yarn store that I wanted to go out in a blaze of glory, like scream at a customer, just like put them in their place, like of everything I always wanted to do, but didn't want to actually do because I respected the owner and their business. And all now, that. a lot of times we want to do that to a manager or to someone who is like a jerk, like that we work for, but you <laughs> wanted to do it at a customer. I which wanted was to like, go after the customer. That's a little extra evil. I kind of love it. I was but you had so- ready to stop retail at that point. <laughs> okay. But you had someone in particular in mind or just someone in general? No, no. So this, the whole thing was like, I want to go out in a blaze of glory. So at one point I, I had put in my notice, I was going to go on to do the next thing. And the last week that I was there, my Karen opportunity to go out in my blaze of glory arrived. <laughs> It was a person I had never seen before. Well, except for the previous day when they were there. They were having a lovely interaction with another one of the employees. Was it that was sarcasm? Great. 
no, no, actually having a great time. Like you're getting back into knitting, wonderful. I'm gonna pair you with this perfect yarn, with this perfect needle, with this perfect project bag, like get you back on your way. It's gonna be great. So she, you know, did all the things, did an awesome job. The customer left happy, boom. Next day she comes in with her husband and she is mad. And the reason is she wanted to return this knitting needle. However, and why? Well, I'll get why? to that in a minute. Okay, but, hold on. Hold that thought. Yes. Hold that thought. There's, yes. Hold that There's thought. Two, yes, okay. <laughs> I have noise happening, so Ooh. we need to take a little noise break. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, Magical Makers. This is the last week to save 50% on my No Sweat Mason Cozy pattern. Don't forget to visit before July 31st, 2021 to use the code KNITASPELL, that's all one word, on Ravelry at checkout. Don't miss out on these awesome patterns at a great discount. Cheers. Hey, Jim, let's talk about a palm reading for a sec. Oh, yeah, my favorite topic. So I don't think a lot of people necessarily think of getting a palm reading, uh, but my palm reading with you was awesome and it actually helped with a lot of preconceived notions that i had of the craft before now oh, you had preconceived notions about palmistry what were yeah. they yeah so i mean you know i'm pretty literal so i thought having a short lifeline might mean you have a short life right and that a star on your palm is bad <laughs> oh that's interesting both of those are common, you know, a short lifeline does not mean a short life. It actually means a life of uh, connection with the divine and learning and creating type of life. And a star in your palm is a sign of spiritual gift. Those are two things that are dispelled right away. I know there's a lot of things on the palm that people yeah. think are good or bad, right? There's nothing inherently negative in your palm. You can use all the tools, all the markings. They are associated with your strengths, your personality, and things you can use in your life. Absolutely. I really love that modern take on palmistry, and it actually really resonated in my reading. I think everyone would enjoy a reading from you. And dear listener, if you too would like a fantastic experience that offers insight, direction, and clarity, I highly suggest booking a session with my dear friend, James Divine, and you can find more information at thedivinedhand.com. And we're back. All right. Okay. So, so where we last left off, what happened? Okay. So this, uh, this customer had two issues. Number one, uh, her husband found out how much she spent on a knitting needle. You know, it comes at the price that we sell it to you at, which you how, agreed to. Which is how much? I think it was like $15 or something at that point. So, which, you know, for a knitting needle can seem like a lot. However, when you're here on vacation at your second home at your yacht, I'm like, why is this such a problem for you? So, it wasn't until... The person paying the bills apparently found out and he was not pleased. So he encouraged her to return everything to us. And I was happy to take back the yarn, which hadn't been rolled yet. And um, the project bag. However, our policy is that we did not accept knitting needles because as a vacation destination, we would have people knit their project and then come back and return it before they left. So nice of them. So we had to have a policy where that was not a thing. And it states that right at the register where it says when you agree to pay for it and take it with you. It also says so on the receipt. And it also says so right over by where we sell the knitting needle. So there were three opportunities for her to use reading skills to see that this was going to be a sad interaction for her. So when I informed her that we couldn't take back those needles, which is apparently the big point of contention here with her husband, she decided to scream at me over the counter with a finger. You know, one of those. <gasps> How dare you? I the never Jupiter been like this. Oh yeah. The the Jupiter finger. The Jupiter finger. Um, you love that, Katie. Don't you love being pointed at with the Jupiter finger? Oh like man. Someone put their power over you. And I just said, I'm so sorry. That's the policy. Oh, I wish I could help you. Oh, I'm mad too. Oh. You know, this was my this was my time to like freak out. And here I am. Uh, what are you going to do? Because I realized that angered her more was my lack of response. So she left. 
to go to see her husband, who then came back to both yell at me. Now they're both going in at me. How dare you? Blah, 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 blah. We want to talk to the manager. To which I said, you're right. I will get her. How can I help you? I'm the manager. Hey! <laughs> this was a great moment, especially as I was training, training a new person who was sitting next to me, horrified at this interaction, thinking this is going to be her new life uh, with these people. But um, but no. So, so after they yelled at me and I said, I'm oh, sorry, I can't do anything about it. Shucks. They left. He left first. She left. Oh. Then came back after she heard one of my favorite customers who just happened to be overhearing this scene over at the knitting table say, good, leave. Well, then that person came back to then yell at my poor customer who said, good, leave. Oh, I'm going to tell everyone you shouldn't be here either. So that was my biggest Karen and could have been my biggest going out in glory moment to scream at the customer. And instead, I learned, no, it's not worth it. I want to know if you ever had legitimately any calling question regarding a product, like, or at, because when you worked at Scassell or when you ever worked in, you know, anywhere, did you mm -hmm. ever have like a calling question where someone is like, I got these knitting needles and they don't fit in my dog's ears at all. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, making stuff up. Not, not that exactly. Uh, <laughs> so in particular, um, when I worked at Scassell, uh, we we sell, we they sold, you know, they still do sell, um, these uh, double-pointed needle protectors. They they look like, um, like plastic gummy bears, kind of, but like big. And you stick the needles on either end to hold them when the project's doing stuff. And they came in a pack of four, and they do like kind of look like giant gummy bears, like I said. So, um, so at one point we get a customer call. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just there need a moment. <laughs> I need a moment to just like imagine jamming the end of a of a knitting needle up the bum of a gummy bear is pretty epic. It is, especially when you're literally trying to do it. And here's how um so we get a call from a customer who's wondering why these are made out of cornstarch she is mad about it and i was like i don't think these are made out of cornstarch i'm pretty sure it's plastic uh not cornstarch and she said well i'm looking at the package right here and it says 100 cornstarch and i was like what 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 is happening here so i'm you know because i'm on the phone i can't see what she's talking about and suddenly I realize what we have been sending to people as thank you gifts when they place orders was packets of mini gummy bears, mini gummy bears, like the teeny weeny ones, not even an inch tall. And so she's sitting there thinking, oh, these are the new ones from Addie trying to stick her double pointed needles in these tiny gummy bears. <laughs> and I said, ma'am, are you, is this a, a Harborough pack of bears that you're looking at by any chance? Yes. Okay. That is the treat that we include. D I would not, if you've sold those to customers for like $12, you should probably re like ask that they bring them back because that is not appropriate. <laughs> so, and they're going to melt. So yeah, bad news. And she was, had we had a good laugh. <laughs> um, okay, we, good. I'm glad maybe, she laughed. Maybe, you know, we could have come out with a different size and didn't tell people. So, um, so yeah. So she good. was using actual gummy bears. Yes, she had to try to the gummy bears me. up on on the actual product wall to sell to people, thinking Why they were these double pointed needle holders. Yeah, so that was a fun one for me. <laughs> also, interesting <laughs> choice to send to people since. Oh my god, that's funny. But, you know, yes. they were made in Germany. We thought we were being clever. You know, live and learn, live and learn. So from you, um, you know, you you're always so nice to share like original stories from people. You know, they come to you for a reading, and it's a great interaction. Um, but I want to know if you've had any like good updates from people, like oh, maybe during the interaction it did or didn't go a certain way. Um, and then afterwards, they're like, oh, even more, or I didn't realize it at a time, but now I know this. 
um, if they share things like that with you or not. I always. Oh yeah. I once um, had a lady at a party. Um, She was actually the woman who hired me for this party. Hmm. And um, I read her palm and I was like kind of being flippant with her because we were really friendly with each other and she was Hmm. way cool. And she was like kind of complaining about her husband. And I was Hmm. like, you're being a B word with your husband. You need to stop being such a B word with your husband. And actually it was kind of deep. It got a little deep for a second, but I was like, no, seriously, I think you, your attitude is like, she was like, I was kind of like giving her a little kick in the butt. Yeah. She like what eyes widened. She's not ready for this tea. (laughs) Three months later, she called me and she's like, you saved my marriage. Oh my God. I got chills. I was like, what? I saved your marriage? She's like, yeah. Remember that 15-minute palm reading? She was like, no one has ever had the guts to just tell me that. And I realized I was being a total B-word. And, Mm. like, you actually laid it out in a way that I could understand that, like, I was being a pain. And, like, Mm. he's awesome. And... We came together and it's been awesome. And they're still married today. Oh. And she still tells me every time she hires me all the time for stuff. She's yeah. was a party planner for a long time. Now she does something else. Um, but of course, then she hired me for everything. Of course. Um, yes. Oh. She's like, Jim saved our marriage. Oh, I did wow. tell her and I will tell everyone. I did not save her marriage. There you go. She saved her marriage because yes. she was able to hear the message. I'm just glad I had the courage to be like, hey. Yeah. When you think about like yarn or all the jobs at the jobs you've had, all the jobs you've had, your most inspiring interaction. You know, I think probably one of my more inspiring action and and it wasn't like inspiring necessarily, but like when I first started working at the yarn store, you know, I would try to help everybody and be friendly and whatnot. Um, but there was a customer that came in at one point and you could tell she had had maybe like a stroke or something at some point. Um, she came in and was dropped off by her caretaker just to have like a day to be around people who shared her creative passion. And, um, she couldn't, she couldn't remember how to knit exactly, even though she had knit for like 50 years or something like that. Um, so, So I took the time, even though usually we didn't sit down to really help customers like that. Um, But for her, I was like, this seems different. So I took time to just sit with her for a little bit and try to, you know, help jog her memory, got her going with a really easy project. And you could tell she was frustrated when she she knew it was there, but she couldn't get to it. And, you know, I just try to be really nice about letting her know how to get back into it. And yeah, that. It, it really made, I think, a big difference for her, even though she was only there for maybe like half an hour. Why was it inspiring? Even, um, I just felt like this could be me at some point. So, you know. That's really sweet. I don't know. I was, <laughs> again, I always get like really emotional with this kind of stuff, but I always just feel like people who have hardships, especially like that, like what's the difference between you and them, really? So oh, if I can oh. help, I'm going to. <laughs> And I made Katie cry. That's so sweet. I love it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Now I want you to volunteer in occupational therapy to help people with knitting. Oh, Oh, never even thought about that. I volunteered in occupational therapy at a hospital when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. And um, uh, helped people. Yeah, I was like a candy striper when I was like 14. And uh, help people learn how to like open jars and reach things from, and there was a guy who had a stroke who was learning to, who was paralyzed, who was learning to paint with a a paintbrush in his mouth. Wow. He's a really talented painter. And um, inspiring. Yeah. But like learning to knit and like the dexterity, getting that dexterity Mm -hmm. back and the memory back. Oh my gosh, Katie, that's amazing. We could all be there and like showing that kindness for someone, you know, doing and recapturing something they love. That's mm. so moving. That's so awesome. I know. It just oh. really rang true with me. So, Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so sweet. So. My most inspiring interaction, my most inspiring interaction was um, a story that I've told 
uh, I feel like I've told it many times, but I'll tell it again. Yes, it's please. when, um, so there's a number of years ago and a woman and her like BFF, you know, her buddy showed up and um, they had booked a reading. They booked an hour and decided to split it between them. And they were, it was her, a girl and her like gay best friend and they wanted to go out on the town. So they were like, we're going to start with a palm reading, fun palm reading. And then we're going to go and go out to the clubs and have a fun party, you know, Friday night. Mm. So they came over to the house and sat down and I started with him and Oh my God, we had a great time and it was an awesome reading and we were totally bantering back and forth and we're like, Oh my God, look at your head. We just had a great time. And I had cracked open a bottle of wine and we were like, totally had a great time. Right. This Uh was many years ago when it was super fun and whatever. Yep. So that was fun. And half an hour was up and we're ready to switch. Right. So everyone got up, got got a glass of water and like whatever. And then traded places and she sat down and she was super excited and I was excited. I'm like, okay, next person. And she sat down and gave me her hands. And I was like, ah, oh my gosh. And I kind of, you know, <clears throat> I don't have an issue speaking. Yep. It's kind of, I have the other problem of like not speaking, right? Yeah, I get that. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. I have that too. And I just like was really distracted. And so what was happening was she sat down. I started looking at her hands And while I was holding her hands, an image occurred over her left shoulder. And it was an image uh, of a woman in white. Mm. And immediately, and this is, like I said, years ago. And what I mean by that is I was still, um, although I had been reading palms for a good 15 years at that point, um, I was still... I yeah. still feel like there was moments of doubt. I still hadn't really like fully embraced all of my gifts or they were still mm-hmm. parts of me that were developing as they are now even, right? Absolutely. And so I had never had an experience where someone had occurred like this. Mm-hmm. And so the um, the little brain weevils started going, the little itty bitty shitty committee in my head started mm-hmm. you know, yelling at me. And so inside my brain was this voice, these voices that were like, oh, right, Jim. If you're going to make something up like a dead person, how unoriginal it's going to be this woman in white, of course. <laughs> and it's going to be over her shoulder. That is the lamest thing. At least you could like see something specific, like, you know, know her name or see something, mm. whatever. You are those, you're no John Edward. Come on, stop with, pl- stop playing around. And like, just read her palm, stop being a drama queen and just like, you know, Mm. do, do your thing and, and whatever. Right. Mm. I'm like, okay, shake it off, shake it off. Right. And then the being reaches out from behind her shoulder and starts tapping me on my forehead. (laughs) And that's um, very distracting when you're trying to read. I don't know if you ever would consider, but Mm. that's very distracting if you're trying to read someone's. Yeah. If you hear this, if you're feeling, you know, (laughs) that on your forehead while you're trying to read someone's palm. Yeah. That is very distracting. Yes. Tried to wipe it away like a gnat. I'm like, yep. So then I just was like, I heard, and then I was fortunate because my inner mentor somehow mm-hmm. got through oh, and said, when are, this is your, when are you going to fully accept your gifts? Like, or have a little faith. It was like this message of like, mm. do, you, do you really have faith in your gifts? There you go. Wow. So I let go of her palms and I said, which totally, by the way, if you're a palm reader, this, this freaks people out. <laughs> When you're like, Good to know. <laughs> when you let go of their palms, you're like, okay, I have something I need to tell you. The person is like wide-eyed and like, what? Oh my God, am I going to die? Right. They're totally freaked out. So I said, I have to tell you what I'm seeing, which is kind of not your palm reading. And so she was like, oh my God, what is it? And I said, okay, so there's a woman. She feels like a mother but it could be an aunt or a grandma or someone, but it's a maternal figure over your left shoulder, which is a personal life shoulder. Mm-hmm. 
And she has three big, three big emotional like messages she's giving me. One is extraordinary love, like really huge, unconditional, like I love you more than anything. Mm. Two is remorse, like really deep abiding remorse. Like she's really sorry. And three is protection. Like she will destroy anyone who, who messes with you or tries to hurt mm. you. Like those are really specific mm. and very strong messages. Three really specific and strong messages from this maternal type figure. <laughs> and my client says, I don't have a mom. I was, I was raised by foster parents. Oh. And I said, uh, well, uh, enjoy your reading. <laughs> and it was only like four minutes, five minutes into her reading. Oh God. Ah! I know exactly. And I was like, Oh no. And then it got real awkward and we still had a lot of wine left and <laughs> I was like, well, you don't. And of course, I was way before the Karen reading, mm -hmm. by the way. This is way, way back. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, well, you don't have to pay for the reading. And she's like, oh, no, I'll pay for the reading. And so only five minutes in, she paid for the reading and they left. Oh. I drank was, the rest of the bottle of wine. I did. Reflecting on what sitting. the hell happened. <laughs> yes. And I actually was like, I need to stop reading poems. <gasps> oh. Because I just like did something horrible. Like I just like, mm -hmm. this is not like I was really having misgivings. Yeah. So Friday was bad. Saturday was worse. Sunday was awful. Monday was pretty terrible. Mm. Monday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, Monday night. What number is that? Three. That's a three. Monday night, an email comes through from my client. Mm. When I said I don't didn't have a mom, that wasn't exactly true. My mother was murdered by the Green River Killer when what? I was a child. What? He's a serial killer in Seattle. Ah! Uh, he killed, I don't know many, 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 many women. And he targeted women who were on the street or who were, um, who were, um, oh. uh, at risk, you know, yeah. or vulnerable populations. Sure. He, she said he never, my mom made bad choices, but he took away her opportunity to change. And wow. she was raised, she was already in foster care at that time that he took her life. And she never knew her mom, really. Hmm. Um, the reading gave her this opportunity to know that her mom was there. Yeah. Now I'm getting misty-eyed. Who could blame you? And that was one of the most healing things she's ever experienced. Hmm. And she said it was worth every penny. Wow. Wow. Well, how so, validating is that? The inspiring part of that is, one, you have gifts. Use them. Yep. Trust. If you've done your work, right? Mm. And as much as I have done my work and continue to do my work, which is my responsibility to do my own meditation, my own spiritual work, my own physical work, to be mm. as healthy and as well and as physically, mentally, and spiritually well as I can and continue to do that and to study and to, and to be where I'm at and aware, you know, it's my responsibility. It's a privilege to be in this place and it's incumbent upon me to do my work. Thus share my gifts fully. Mm -hmm. Right. So tr that voice is what that voice was telling me is have faith in my gifts. And share them fully. Mm -hmm. Put that lantern up on the table, not under a basket, is one of those parables, right? Yep, absolutely. And you never know, like, you never know the lives you'll change. And to have, you know, 
be willing and ha- be courageous in the mm-hmm. messages that you share, knowing that they that they come from that place of, you know, that positive those positive messages mm-hmm. will come out. Yes, I agree and fully. Messages like that help everyone. Like mm-hmm. you, you helping that that person who is recovering from a stroke helped you, helped mm-hmm. them, helped the people witnessing. Mm-hmm. Everyone was better in that situation. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. Everyone got to get a little bit of that joy and a little bit of that love and that mm. compassion. Everyone shared in that that day. Mm. Oh, gosh. That's a great way of looking at it. Right? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. It's like, uh, I mean, in like a way less sense, like just just in the trusting your gut kind of a thing, like... um you know, when you feel like, oh, I'm going to reach out to so-and-so. And then they say, I was just thinking about you. Right. You know, it's similar, but this is just yeah. like amplified to being yes. part of the work. Yeah, that's very. Yeah. You have an inkling to write that postcard to that friend. Mm. R- sit down, write yeah. three sentences of positive affirmation of like, I was thinking of you. Mm-hmm. Just remembering what a cool person you are and how much I adore you. Remembering that time we were in San Francisco together and you make, and you make me smile. Love Jim. Yep. Put their address on it, put a stamp on it and put it in the mail. It will make their day. Absolutely. Those three lines and replace those lines with whatever is relevant to that person. Like you can do that. They'll get snail mail and freaking love it. Hey, John, I was just thinking of you remembering that time when we were in name the place. Yep. Doing name the thing and you and we laughed our butts off or we were and or we something positive. Yep. Right? Yep. And then love your name, send that to someone. There's your template. Absolutely. This is everyone's it, homework this week, right? It will make someone someone's day. Yes. It's the it'll be an inspiring interaction. It's like something you could just do, right? Uh huh. I have been a proponent of handwriting cards for my whole life, so I completely agree with this. One hundred percent. Do it. Yep. You will not regret it. It takes no time. No time. I even have like stationary p- bundles that I have on hand for like every occasion. I will make okay. them. It's a lot of fun for for the crafters who are listening. Oh, right. I'm gonna call. You, I'm gonna call you out. Yes. I know. I know you because I have been secretly climbing into your craft rooms and into your. <laughs> Like places, you have been purchasing stationery that you haven't used. And it's sitting there. And yep. it's sitting there. Uh, right? Yes. If you're if you're feeling called out right now, there's a reason. you have a task to write a very short little letter yes. to people. Take Whoever five pops into minutes. your mind. Yep. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Yes. See? You Go know through what? your a great exercise in uh, intuiting. As yeah. well, go through your iPhone and whoever's address is in there, just jot them a note. Boom, there you go. Make it oh. short. Okay, fun. Do we have time for another couple of, or are we? Do we have Let's time do for one more. more? Let's one more. do one more. Okay, I want to do. Um, so since Something we both funny. realized Let's... that we were um, crisis control, <laughs> I have a really funny one about crisis control uh, oh, from yes. working at the yarn store. <laughs> I want to hear it. <laughs> so. Uh, I've always been known as crisis control, actually, anywhere I've worked, but it started when I worked at, go figure, the local yarn store. Um, This particular yarn store was doing really well. We started doing online orders, especially for, um, like, all these custom colors that they would have. And so I remember one day, you know, I got a call from a customer, and they were really mad. And so... They're like, Katie, uh, you have a call uh, with a customer that is looking to talk to you. And I was like, okay, cool. And they were like, she's mad. So uh, that's why I was called in. Yes. So I take the customer call in the back room and I say, oh, what's going on? She was mad that her order of this special color of yarn that we had was shipped to her twice. (laughs) That was our bad. Um, You know, stuff happens. What are you going to do? She was not actually charged twice for it. She was just sent twice as much yarn 
that she needed. So I was like, oh, hey, you know, like, so sorry for the problem. No worries. You know, we can have you send it back. And she was like, I won't send it back. This, you know, this is your fault. And I can't believe that you guys are so unprofessional that you would let this happen. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you're right. It is terrible. And especially since it's one of our most popular yarns. True. Uh, I was like, you know, I'm going to make sure that we send you a call tag so that you can send this right back. You don't even have to leave your house. They'll pick it up. And uh, honestly, I, I could probably resell that yarn in like five minutes once I let people know we're going to have it back in stock, especially the amount that we sent you for like a blanket or a sweater. And she went, wait, what? And I said, yeah, it's like our most popular yarn in our special colorway, so it won't be a problem. You know, I'm so sorry that we accidentally sent you twice. I'm, I'm thank you for calling and letting us know. And uh, she went, wait a minute what could I do with it? I could do what? And I said, well, you know, you can make this or that. Well, if you had to, you can make a matching one or this and that. And she went, hmm, actually, you know what? I'm going to buy this too. So I ended up selling her twice as much yarn as she needed when she called to complain that we sent her twice as much yarn as she needed. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a change in perspective for you, folks. Mm -hmm. There you go. There you, you go. Know, it, it, Leave it to Katie to be able to sell an angry customer something they didn't want. <laughs> you know, she I think there's some. It. She just didn't realize it. Real? Oh, that's mm, that's what all salespeople say. You know, they wanted it. She just didn't realize. Is this is this the sales training they give you? No. Is this? Oh, no, you know. Dare. All the customers, all the people who say no, they want it. They just don't realize they didn't want it. I mean, did you see how great the first half of the yarn was? I, I have no problem selling this, <laughs> you which was true. It. I would you have. Bought, you bought one. You definitely want two. Listen, I know you started with eight, but 16 is better. <laughs> really? <laughs> it was a lot many? of yarn. Yes. Dang. It was a lot of yarn. Yeah. 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 So... So great. So she definitely had enough to do whatever she wanted. Um, and that <clears throat> she also could have not called and yep. just been like, yes, score. Exactly. Yep. Yes. Strange, right? But also wonderful. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, people have my. an opportunity to complain. They probably will. You no. Know, yeah. yeah, they will. I think what's fun, though, is like when I read other p other palm readers hands mm, is yeah. super fun that i really love i think there's a lot of fun in that because especially when i vibe with them right yeah. when it's someone that i really am just like okay you're a palm reader i'm a palm reader here's how i look at it yeah right Ooh, and yeah. when in the past if i've been insecure like oh my god they know more like they know more than me mm. uh, that has never really worked and so now when i read another palm reader i'm like ooh i want to find out how you read palms here's how i look at it yeah. and because there is no one way there is no the right way or the wrong way just there like is anything. just like this is how i look at these things and here's how you look mm -hmm. at these things and it's really fun to see like how are they peeking into the insights you know, yeah. how are they um, intuiting into the unseen in, mm. in their way, in their perspective, and how am I doing it? And that is a really yeah. delightful and, and joyful and fun sort of exploration mm. and how different readers can, you know, access that information. And so that is really a fun way to do it. And it's in such contrast to the way that I've used to look at it, which is like one of us has the the answer and one of us doesn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I and I think that's a really interesting sort of uh, difference. And so now I always embrace, I love getting palm readings mm. um, because I, and I love to like learn, like, how do you look at this and how do you look at that and yeah. be collaborative and curious and, and appreciative and, and amazed by the, perspectives and to learn and to look at them. I basically, this is the truth. Every palm reader that's out there knows more than me. They know something. They don't, I don't know if they know more than me. They do. They know something, something different than me. Yeah. Everything they know is different than something I know, which mm -hmm. in that, in that definition is something more or different than me. And I love that. I think that's yeah. so cool. And guess <laughs> what? 
You could stay up to date on all things James Divine by signing up for his newsletter, which you can find at thedivinehand.com. Or you can follow his Instagram <laughs> at divinehandjim. That's true. Divine Hand Jim, that's me. And Katie at Light From Lantern or on her website, lightfromlantern.com. And if you love this episode and want to hear more stories, follow us wherever you get your podcasts. You can like us. You can comment. You can send us an email or tag us on social media, knitaspell.com or wherever you find us. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks as always, Jim. Thank you, Katie. Bye-bye. Ciao. This episode is a wrap. If you enjoyed what you heard, go ahead and follow us on your favorite podcast streaming app. And don't forget, you can see full video episodes of Knit a Spell on Light from Lantern's YouTube channel.